0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Room to Improve was on last night on RT television at half nine. And amory has been chatting to presenter Dermot Bannon about warm homes, the crisis in Ukraine. Dermot's first appearance on TV as a youngster. But first she asks him about the difficulties filming this year's Room to Improve series through up. Oh, it's had a huge impact um, it, from from the early days when we couldn't go into people's houses to film. And then we had shutdowns of building sites and then lockdowns were eased and restrictions were eased. Like the last couple of years have been a battle. But do you know something? I had a job the whole way through it. We were able to work... Um, it just took longer. Uh, so what would have been a kind of a year-long production ended up being a two-year-long production. I, th- I don't think there's anybody was unaffected in you work-wise and all that. To, to, throughout it. So, look, it is what it is. And I suppose what we've tried to do then on the show is not really focus on it. We, we'll, we'll kind of put in the little full stops wherever there was, things that shut down, but not, like it's not a COVID program. So, And we just kind of wanted to avoid that because I think people are sick of talking about it. They are. <laughs>
1: They are, absolutely, yeah. And I'm going to go just one further. I won't delay go it on. too long and be negative about it. But are go you on. concerned about what's going on in Russia and supplies and that kind of thing?
0: I'm not concerned about supplies as of yet. I'm more concerned about uh, lives. And we all have an immediate concern, a humanitarian concern. Mm. If you're you're to to, to kind of be crude about it, what could potentially happen down the road with regards to supplies and supply chains? Because that's what happens during the pandemic: the supply chains coming from China, and then when the Suez Canal got blocked, everybody saw the knock-on effect with that. Things may be changing, and they may be changing for forever. Um, You know, if supply chains and and materials can't be got, um, you know, am I worried about that? No, because I just I I think. We can design our way out of it it might mean we have to change from using one type of material to to another that has happened throughout the history of construction as things have become more available like as glass got bigger windows got bigger and you know construction is always evolving and um, within its context and what, and what it's, what is achievable. So yeah, I, like at the moment, it's more like when is this going to end for the people of Ukraine? Um not, I'm not really thinking about supply chain, but that, that is probably, and you're right. It's, mm-hmm. it's coming down the road because nobody knows what's going to be at, at the end of, and you got it. Look. Wouldn't it be great to say, we don't know what's at the end of it. Wouldn't it be great to, to say that it, it is the end? It's a bit like what happens during the pandemic when it comes to materials and supplies and all that. People shifted and changed. And we, we did on, on the, ep- the first episodes, like we, we sent out um, a stair, just a simple part of a building to tender. And it came back in double the price because materials had shot up so much. And we just redesigned it. Instead of going back to the clients and saying, you're going to need twice as much money and so there's going to be lead times to this. said, so, so, well, can we make this simpler? Can we keep the idea? Can we keep the general idea of what we're doing? And make this cheaper. And we were. And and kind of, there was a nice challenge in that. And I think, look, as a, as, as a designer, a design is all about what are your constraints? What can we do within all of this? Like, you're always told you can't do this, you can't do that. It needs to be within this boundary. It needs to be under this height. So you're always trying to create something within loads and loads of boundaries and, and limitations. And if if materials become the next one, that's what we'll do. We'll just kind of, we'll think outside the box. We'll think, well, what materials can we use? It happened before. I remember during the the, the last big boom, like block laying and brick laying became so expensive that people were reinventing how they built uh, big buildings. If they wanted to make them out of brick, they stuck brick slips onto it instead of, you know, if the cost got too much for using brick. So there is always a way around it. And I suppose we just don't know what those limitations are going to be yet.
1: There's been a move away from things, and you're talking about design change, there. There's been a move to, you know, solar panels and oil-fired boilers, getting rid yeah. of those. How are you coping with all of those type of things and changing designs for, I oh, suppose, we, a, a more environmental-friendly design? We've been doing it
0: for years. We have been doing it for years. It, that can be very unglamorous. Like, nobody really wants to spend 10 minutes chatting about insulation on camera. It's important. It's been really kind of at the uh, vitally important. On Room to Improve, I suppose, we get it at the at the budget stage when we're kind of going down through. So, you know, the budget was 200 thousands, like you're so, you'll often hear So there's a 100,000 going into energy upgrading in your own house and <clears throat> putting in underfloor heating, putting in the heat pumps, putting in all of that, and then the remainder is going on the extension. So it's, look, I feel morally obliged whenever you start into a project that you, you upgrade the house and you bring it up to as close to an A or a B as you possibly can. Um, I wouldn't put an extension on somebody's house if the rest of the house is freezing. I think there's, there's something wrong with that. In the industry, that's been the norm for the last 10 years. Um, anyway, it's like it's not it's not just certain people do it. It has become the norm that you were trying to move away from fossil fuels and and, and dependency in fossil fuels. So it's heat pumps, it's heat recovery, it's air tightness, it's underfloor heating. They're just normal now. In, and in, do you, you find it day.
1: a challenge when you know, uh, a lot of the older houses in Ireland and we've seen it on that bungalow bliss programme as well, that the houses were built around fireplaces. That was yes. kind of the centre point. And um, yes. And and how are you dealing with that? And a lot of people still love
0: their open fire. They do. Oh, look, and I love an open fire. And it was like we moved into an old house a couple of years ago and i wanted to get an a rating and so the open fire had to soak we kept the old fireplace we kept the old surround we kept all of the really nice parts of it and we put a stove into it so you get a flame it's in behind the glass screen, but it's still a flame you can still throw logs onto it it's clinically proven that we love fire and we love water that's why we love baths we love showers and we love lighting the fire and there's nothing more base and amazing than sitting in your back garden around a fire pit and looking into it for the evening, and it's kind of like meditation. So I do. I, I know exactly why people want fires in their houses, and I wanted one too. But the stove, I think, is is almost the same. And um, and but what it does is it means that you're not losing all your energy up an open chimney throughout the day. And to be honest with you, we we achieved an A2 rating in our house, and we have a stove in it. We've never lit it. We've been in the house for two years. I we, right. and that, that that's just how warm the temperature is. So people say they'll miss it, but I think. There's a little bit of nostalgia there. Your mother or father had the fire lit and you might have been having a long journey home or and lashing rain outside and you just pulled up beside the fire. And anybody's house that you go to visit, when the fire is roaring, there's nothing like that feeling. But we have to shift now wouldn't it be nice if the house felt like that all the time we love hitting the boost in ireland and getting the heating right up and getting and then we let it die down again the way to look at it is now we we insulate your house you make it as cozy as it possibly can so that no air can leak out no heat can leak out and then you just have a simple underfloor heating thing and you get a lovely ambient temperature throughout the whole year so you're wandering around the house in your t-shirt in december with no fires lit no nothing it's a different way of living scandinavians have been doing it for decades And it's time for us to kind of embrace that. I get it, and and a flame in a house can be very, very powerful, but a lot of it is down to nostalgia. It's the same way people have nostalgia for years, about aga cookers and all of that.
1: I have to ask you as well, uh, before we finish, have you recovered from what Ryan Tuberty did to you, outing you about your uh, date night on Cilla Black's show years ago?
0: Well, I had until now. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as you started asking, I said, "Oh God, what, it's not. I bet it's not." That. I'm
1: sorry, but it was. Yeah, no,
0: look, Alec, it was a bit of crack when I was a student. Unfortunately, it keeps get, get, it keeps coming back to haunt me every once in a while. I just thought it, it was a bit of fun. And um, everybody was doing it back then. You went on. It was kind of like the 1990s version of Blind Day. Or not, uh, Love Island. It was, yes, that's uh, it true.
1: Was, it was, actually, yeah. Yeah.
0: And everybody talked about it and everybody watched it. And it was kind of, I just did it for the experience. I just thought, wouldn't it be cool like to be to see what it's like behind the scenes and all that? And I do remember kind of walking out and getting up onto the stool and standing there. And I said, oh, my God, what am I actually <laughs> doing here? And, and it was first, because I got carried away with nonsense of being on television and being behind the scenes and meeting an actual producer and a researcher <laughs> and there's cameras and, and, and it was just fascinating. Well look there and you I, are look what you're doing nowadays you obviously were drawn I know, to and So I never thought it would ever come back to home so just, this is a warning to everybody just be careful <laughs> and you see it's worse now because it's all on Instagram it's all on Facebook it's all on be careful what you do, it yeah. does bite you in the ass. <laughs> Dermot Bannon there of Room to Improve Fame at the series on Sunday evenings on RT1 at 9:30. And you can catch up as well on the RT Player. Good chat there with Anne-Marie. Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.